through the ages of time for thousands of years waiting to send his son Jesus. You know, my daughter, she doesn't have an advent calendar. I know, she's deprived, right? I actually wish she had one because every few days she's like, how many nights until, how many days until Christmas? How many days until Christmas? She asks me this every few days. You know, the waiting, the expectation, the excitement. And Pastor Jacob last week gave the analogy of God waiting for Christmas just like us, waiting with his own advent calendar going through history, pulling down, tearing down. What have we got? What have we got there? We got Moses parting the Red Sea. Before that, we had the flood, the great flood. We had the Ten Commandments going through his own advent calendar, going through the ages of time, waiting, waiting and waiting for the perfect time for everything to line up to send his son, Jesus Christ. And today, I would like to tear down another piece of that advent calendar, if that's all right. Is that okay? John chapter 1, verse 1, it says this. In the very beginning, the living expression was already there. Talking about Jesus, the living expression. I'm preaching from the Passion Translation this morning. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face, face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him, for his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. The light that darkness could not diminish. You're going through a hard time this morning, you're suffering, you've got stuff going on behind the scenes. God will push back that darkness. He will push it back in Jesus' name. Then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. And so this morning, I want to take the Christmas story from the perspective of John the Baptist. John the Baptist, another piece in God's master plan. How awesome is he to send a messenger to this earth to prepare the way. The story goes like this. An angel appears to Zechariah, if you know the story. The angel appears to Zechariah. Zechariah and his wife are very old and his wife has been barren for many years. And, uh, you know, God loves using those outside of the box. Doesn't he? He loves to use those outside of the box, those where it seems impossible. You know, she's been barren for many years. They're very, very old. But he doesn't care about that. He loves to spin things on their head, doesn't he? Those where, where in appearance it looks like there is no way. There's no way in the natural. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen in the natural. He loves to use these people, right? I mean, he uses us, hey? <laughs> I still laugh every day. He loves, he, he loves to use people outside of the box to bring forth his master plan. And we are a part of his master plan. Every single person sitting in this room listening online is a part of his master plan if you're a believer this morning. You know, there's this girl uh, that I knew uh, many years ago, 17 years ago. I was a staff member at Adult and Teen Challenge. So if you don't know, it's a drug and alcohol rehabilitation centre in Esperance. And, um, and so I was on staff there. Now, when you're in the program, you're required to do devotions. And uh, for somehow, I don't know how, um, I kind of got away with not doing devotions. You see, I had a massive fear of public speaking. And, uh, and so then I become a staff member. 
And, um, and, and as, when I become a staff member, there's even more of an expectation that you could bring a devotion and you've got to step up your game. And honestly, I would be in my room crying when it was my turn to do devotion. I would be in my room crying. The fear of public speaking was that huge. The fear of public speaking was that huge. And, and this girl who was my student at the time, she witnessed that. And I'd get my friend Genio, Genio, if you're listening, I'd get, can you do it for me? I need you to... I don't even know how I kept my job. But God is ever so gracious, right? <laughs> but I would, I would cry when I'd have to do role plays with two other people. I was too scared to answer the phone when I was working at head office. A massive fear of public speaking. Anyway, this girl must have been watching us online. And uh, I think recently, maybe it was last Sunday, and she's like, Mel, is that really you? <laughs> Mel, is that really you? She was witnessing a miracle. And she sent me a message and she thanked me. And she said, I've literally got tears in my eyes tears in my eyes as I'm writing this message and she thanked me because she was a bit of a pain in the neck like we all were when we're going through the program and uh, she caused me a bit of grief but she was just thanking me for taking her from where she was and helping bring her into freedom and into light but I say all that to say God's into miracles he uses people outside of the box he uses those that are foolish to confound the wise those that think they're wise so we all stand a chance right And so, where are we? Zechariah. And so the angel, we're back at Zechariah. We went off on a little bunny trail, but that's okay. And so the angel said to Zechariah that he and his wife, Elizabeth, would conceive a son, and his name was to be John. And he'd be set apart, and he'd go before the Lord as a forerunner, and he'd have the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. Can you imagine how ecstatic Zechariah and Elizabeth would have been? They would have just been over the moon, wouldn't they? trying for those many years and then to, to, to it, would have been, it would have been unbelievable. And for Zechariah, it was unbelievable. And he said to the angel, show me your sign. Wrong move. Because the angel, the angel said to him, because you have not believed my words, because you haven't believed my words, then you'll be silent. You'll be unable to speak until your child is born. And then he goes, and that's your sign. He probably didn't say it like that, but when I read that, I thought it was so funny. There is your sign right there. Why do we doubt and not believe? Oh, ye of little faith. Why do we doubt and not believe? But can you imagine how ecstatic they would have been? So happy, so, so happy. Elizabeth Barron for so many years. But through God bringing forth his master plan, they were literally blessed beyond belief. Blessed beyond belief. You know, God never rips us off when it comes to serving him you know sometimes we think you know where Josh was saying we're tired and giving our time but we never get ripped off we get blessed in the process we get totally blessed in the process just like Zechariah and Elizabeth God was using them to bring John the Baptist to this earth to prepare the way for the Lord but they get blessed beyond belief in the process you know, I wanted my eldest son to come along uh, to, to the breakfast yesterday morning. And, uh, and so, because I just wanted him to see what it's like just to come and just to serve and bless people just for the sake of serving and blessing people. And so I really wanted him to come. So I went to him and I said, I really would like you to come uh, Saturday morning to church. You should have seen his face. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, look, he said, I'll be honest. He's 10 years old. He said, I'll be honest. I don't really want to come, but if God wants me to, I will. And I thought, you're on the right track, son. There you go. And, uh, and then he began to express his concerns. He's like, well, I don't know if any of my friends are going to be there. 
and I'm not sure, I feel uncomfortable about meeting new people. I don't know who we thought was going to be here. Uh, and, um, and then he was like, well, what job am I going to have to do? Or do I get to pick what area to serve in? And so he's asking me uh, all these questions and I answered all of the questions and pretty much strongly encouraged him to come anyway. Uh, and he's heard this saying that as a pastor's kid, you get to involuntarily volunteer. And so he threw that one on me as well. And, uh, but anyway, he came along. And do you know what? He was totally blessed beyond belief. His mate James was here. They hung out together. They helped a bit. They enjoyed hanging out with the other kids and he came home pumped. We get so totally blessed in the process as we lay down our own stuff and serve the one and only Jesus Christ. God never rips us off as we step out and serve him. And so Elizabeth falls pregnant and six months into her pregnancy with John the Baptist, she receives a visit and she receives a visit from her cousin Mary who is pregnant with Jesus. Luke 1 verse 40. Arriving at their home, Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At that moment, she heard Mary's voice. The baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked. And suddenly, Elizabeth was filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. You know, John the Baptist, an unborn baby, was the first person to ever recognise Jesus. An unborn baby, six months in his mother's womb. Yet he recognised who Jesus was. Another translation says he leapt with joy as soon as he heard Mary's greeting. He leapt with joy within his mother's womb. He knew immediately who Jesus was. He saw Jesus. He encountered Jesus from within his mother's womb. You know, I grew up a Catholic. I went to a Catholic school. Um, I went to church at Easter and Christmas time. Uh, I, um, I went to confession I uh, was received Holy Communion. You know, when you're youth, in Year 3, you, you do your Holy Communion. I was confirmed. My mum used to share about uh, Jesus on Christmas Eve as well. She used to read stories to us. So I did all these things. But in all that time, I never truly recognised Jesus. I never truly encountered Jesus. I never really saw Jesus. In all that time, through all of that, through all those processes and being in a Catholic school and attending church and, and mum sharing on Christmas Eve, I never really saw Jesus. And, you know, so many of us in this world go about life not recognising Jesus at all. So many of us. So many of us not having an encounter with Jesus Christ, not truly seeing Jesus. John 1.11 says this, He came to the very people he created to those who should have recognised him, but they did not receive him. They should have recognised him, but they did not receive him. You know, the Jews didn't recognise Jesus. They didn't recognise him. They waited for many years. They knew the prophecies. They knew he was coming, but they missed him. They didn't recognise the Messiah, the Saviour. They didn't see him. They didn't see Jesus. Do you see Jesus? Do you see him? Do you truly see Jesus? As believers, some of us are so busy in our everyday that we miss Jesus. Putting my hand up this morning. We're so busy in our everyday that we miss Jesus. Do we see his hand on our circumstances? Do we see him at work in our lives? Do we see the unseen miracles like Elisha, if you know the story, 
He saw angels surrounding him, chariots and horses. He knew God was on his side. He saw into the supernatural. He saw Jesus. Do we see him as we go about our business? Sometimes our lives are so consumed with self, we get distracted and we miss Jesus. But John the Baptist, he saw Jesus. He recognised who he was from his mother's womb. And they say a baby in a womb is not a human being. That's crazy. And later in life, when John was going about his business, baptising people, it says this, John chapter 1, verse 29. The very next day, John saw Jesus coming to him to be baptised. And John cried out, look, there he is, God's lamb, pointing to Jesus. He saw him again. He recognised him. He said, he will take away the sins of the world. I told you that a mighty one would come who is far greater than I because he existed long before I was born. Remember the living expression in the beginning, face to face with God? How awesome is that? Again, he recognised Jesus. He saw Jesus. He knew exactly who he was. Do we see Jesus? Do we see him in our everyday? I've been challenged with this, especially as we're heading into Christmas and we get so busy and so tired do we see Jesus have we emptied out ourselves enough laid down the flesh enough ouch to truly see him it was John the Baptist himself that said in John 3:30, he said this he must become greater I must become less he must become greater I must become less to truly recognise who Jesus is in our life and to place him accordingly, to lay down our agenda, our wants, our needs, the way we think things should be done. I always think I know how I think things should be done. Jesus always has another plan. He messes with my plan constantly. It takes me a while to get my head around it. You know, the Jews missed Jesus because it didn't happen the way they thought it should happen. They missed him because it didn't happen. The son of a carpenter born in a stable... How could he be the Messiah? Who is he? How could it be he? It was Nathaniel that said, how can anything good come from here? Speaking of Jesus' own hometown, how could he be king? It didn't happen the way they thought it should happen. Elevating their own thoughts and opinions above the ways of God, above the Messiah, above God's truth. Yet John the Baptist perspective was he must become greater I must become less he must become greater I must become less John the Baptist walked in humility humility is the key to seeing Jesus to recognize Jesus to encounter him you know when someone gives their life to Christ it's a humbling process isn't it it's it's kind of laying down your pride and saying and that's why it's hard for some people especially really intelligent people because they think it through too much he says come to me like like little children but it's laying down your pride and coming in humility and saying I'm a sinner in need of a savior it's that simple but hard for some people to get to that place and they can go for years years To truly see Jesus, we need to walk in humility. 
James 4.10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. You know, Peter knew this well. When he'd fished all night and caught nothing, you remember the story, fishing with his disciples, caught nothing, and then they're cleaning their nets and Jesus instructed them to go back out and cast his nets. It's not what he would have done. He's a fisherman. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) Has Jesus fished? I thought you were a carpenter, mate. (laughs) But no, he instructs Peter to go back out. And humbly, Peter obeyed. He saw Jesus. He knew. He recognised Jesus. And when he saw the miracle, he witnessed the miracle. Two boatloads full of fish. The boats were sinking. Unbelievable. They were astonished by the miracle. And Peter says, away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Peter saw Jesus. He had an encounter with him. He recognised him. Again, do we see Jesus? Do we see Jesus? Do you see Jesus? On another occasion when Peter was in the boat with his disciples and they were crossing the lake and they saw what they thought was a ghost walking towards them on water. Peter recognised Jesus. He saw Jesus and he stepped out of the boat and began to walk on water himself. And when he became fearful and started to sink, he was humble enough to cry out. He cried out. He said, Lord, save me. Have you ever stepped out of the boat believing you'd heard from God and then second-guessed yourself? I laugh because it happens to me all the time. (laughs) Am I on my own here? (laughs) Ever happened to you? You thought you heard from God and you step out of the boat and then fear creeps in. You start to become fearful. You start to doubt. You start to question, did I really see Jesus? Was it really him? I'm sure I heard from him. Lord, where are you? Sometimes we're too proud to cry out for help. We're too proud to say we can't do it. We're too proud to say, hey, look, I don't know. We're too proud to say we're struggling. We're afraid we're going to be judged. Yet Peter cried out. And the Bible says that Jesus reached out his hand. When? Five minutes later? No, immediately. Immediately he reached out his hand and grabbed him. I just want to encourage you this morning, if you're sitting here this morning and you're struggling internally, you're going through stuff that people don't know about, reach out. Reach out. There's so many people here to reach out to. Reach out. Humility is the key in truly seeing Jesus. You know when we confess our sins to one another, we find healing? That's in the Bible. I thought we only confessed our sins to Jesus. No, it says in James 5.16, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. You know, we don't fall from grace, but we fall into grace. How awesome is that? Oh, that person fell from grace. No, that person didn't fall from grace. They fell into God's grace. James 4, 6 says, but he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. Give me more, Lord. More and more grace. God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours out grace when you are humble continual grace how awesome is that humility is the key and John the Baptist knew this so well 
He knew it so well. He knew who his saviour was and he walked in humility. He had the right perspective. Become greater Jesus in our lives so that we can become less. John the Baptist was so clear on his purpose as well. He knew who who he was on this earth and what he was called to. It was one thing and it was to point others to Jesus. That's all it was. Pretty simple really. And that's what God calls us to as well, just to point people to Jesus. You know, when I was a mentor down at Teen Challenge, a staff member, I'd only just been a drug addict six months ago and now I'm a staff member. Well, I don't know if I can do it. It's easy. Just point people to Jesus. That's all you have to do. You don't have to go to Bible college. You don't have to be a Christian for 35 years. Just point people to Jesus. I was like, okay, well, I know God and I know where he is, so I can do that. That'll be awesome. And so that's what we did. Which means if I can do it, anyone can do it. That's all we do is we point people to Jesus just like John the Baptist. Do we truly see Jesus? You know, if COVID has bore any good, (laughs) it's been that some of us, if we're smart enough, have taken an inventory of our lives and we've realised what needs to go and what needs to stay. And I hope you've got rid of stuff that needed to get rid of stuff and kept stuff that needs to stay. Being in church is one of them. That needs to stay. That needs to stay. That can't go anywhere. Get rid of the other stuff and keep being in church a priority. So important. But some of us were like, have we just been busy for busy's sake? Are we just busy for busy's sake? What are we being busy doing? Are we busy about the Father's business? Are we busy about the Father's business? Do we truly see Jesus? Let's not make the same mistake that others have done across history and miss the Saviour. The Jews missed him. They didn't see him. They didn't. Let's not do that. Do we truly see Jesus? Matthew, uh, Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 25, verse 35, it says this, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did you see, when did you, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. How awesome is that? We can have the uh, band come up if that's all right. How awesome is that? Yesterday morning was so special. Just blessing people. You know, as Christmas approaches... Let's be mindful of our everyday. What are we being busy about? Are we busy about the Father's business? Being aware in our everyday. Truly seeing Jesus in every area and in every person. Every person we encounter. Every person is made in the image of God. Made in the image of God. You know, when it was time for Mary to give birth and her and Joseph arrived at the inn and they would have asked for a room because she's going into labour. And the innkeeper would have said, look, we're full, there's no room here. There's no room here, we're full. There was no room for Jesus. 
Let's not make the same mistake. Let's not jam-pack our lives so full, especially as we're coming up to this Christmas period and forget the cliche, the line, the reason for the season. Let's create enough room and enough space in our everyday to truly see Jesus. Let's create space in our hearts as well. Less of me and more of you. That's going to take some humbling. It's going to take some laying down our pride. It's going to take down some, well, this is what I want to do. No, this plan's better, God. Let's go this way. No, 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 no. He said to Peter, cast your nets over here. But I'm tired. We're all a little bit tired. I'm a bit tired too. But as we obey, we see the miracle. We see Jesus. He must become greater. I must become less. The perspective of John the Baptist. Amen. If you bow your heads, we'll pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Father. We thank you, God, that you loved us so much to send your one and only son. We thank you for John the Baptist that came to prepare the way and we know what happened to him, but he gave up his life. You sent the messenger to prepare the way as a forerunner for your son, Jesus. And I pray as we go about our every day that we truly see Jesus, that we recognise him in our circumstances, good and bad. Less of us, Lord and more of you that would recognise you that we're aware when we leave our house that we understand that we're being led by your spirit and again we accept the mantle the mission it's so simple point others to Jesus and as we're your vessels We're so totally blessed in the process. Even when we're tired, you keep performing miracles. We give you our hearts again this morning. We give you our lives. Lord, we recommit to you this morning, Father God. And we say, we're yours. We surrender. We lay down our pride, doing things our own way we ask that you continue to lead us and guide us. And just while our heads are bowed, anyone listening online right now, and thanks for joining us. Anyone in the building, if you've never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, today is your moment. Don't miss him. Don't let another year go by. If any is a year that you're going to give you a year to Jesus Christ, it has to be 2020. <laughs> has to be 2020. Now's your moment. If you follow after me, it's the best decision you'll ever make. Never turn back. And if we stumble, he catches. It's not about perfection because he is worthy. You don't wait until you arrived or wait until you're perfect to give your heart to Jesus Christ. He says, come to me as you are. Come to me as you are. So church, if you pray after me, 
God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins. Wash me clean and help me to truly see you. Less of me and more of you. And today I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Fantastic. I'm just going to hand over to the worship team. If you gave your heart to Jesus for the very first time in the building or online, we'd love to connect with you. So reach out. Reach out. We love you guys. Come on. Let's all stand to our feet. We're just going to sing this song again. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Never stop. Never stop working. Never stop. Never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. See it you work. 